0: ...towards a half-open bedroom door. The man follows, with the small boy a step behind. Mrs. Jones, the housekeeper, finding no answer to the doctor's reproof, changes her line of attack. A sick room is certainly no place for a child, she proclaims. But what'd mother say? His mother ma'am, being a woman of good sense and aware of her duty, would say that his father knows best, observes the doctor sardonically. A child's eye sees the simple facts of things. It is old wives' fancies that give them the tincture of horror. My boy has already looked unmoved on sights which have sent many a strapping medical student tumbling into the runnel. Twill stand him in good stead if he chooses to follow his father's example. Come, Tom. So saying, he takes the boy by the hand and, passing in front of the cow and its keeper, he pushes open the bedroom door. This is a large room in the modern airy style, but rendered dark by heavily draped windows and illumined only by a single taper whose glim picks out the features of a figure lying in a huge square bed. It is a woman, old, sunken-cheeked, eyes closed, pale as candle wax, and showing no sign of life. By the bedside kneels a thin, black-clothed man who looks up as the door opens and slowly rises. You're too late, Beddows, he says. She's gone to her maker. That's your professional opinion, is it, Padre? says the doctor. Well, let's see. He goes to the window and pulls aside the drapes, letting in the full beam of a summer sun. In its light, he stands looking down at the old woman with his hand resting lightly on her neck. Then he turns and calls, George, don't hang back, man. Lead her in. The rustic advances with the cow. The parson cries, Nay, Bedos, this is unseemly. This is not well done. She is at peace. She is with the angels. The doctor ignores him. Helped by the rustic and observed with wide and blinking eyes by his son, he manoeuvres the cow's head over the still figure in the bed. Then he punches the beast lightly in the stomach so that it opens its jaws and exhales a great gust of grassy breath directly into the woman's face. Once, twice, three times he does this, and on the third occasion the cow's long, wet tongue licks lightly over the pallid features. The woman opens her eyes. Perhaps she expects to see angels, or Jesus, or even the ineffable glory of the Godhead itself. Instead, what her dim vision discovers is a gaping maw beneath broad, flaring nostrils, all topped by a pair of sharp, pointed horns. She shrieks and sits bolt upright. The cow retreats, the doctor puts a supporting arm around the woman's shoulders. Welcome back, my lady. Will you take a little nourishment?' her gaze clearing and the agitation fading from her features. She nods feebly, and the doctor eases her back onto her pillows. Take Betsy out, George, says Beddoes. Her work is done. And to his son, he says, You see how it is, young Tom. The parson here preaches miracles. We lesser men have to practice them. Mrs Jones, a little nourishing broth for your mistress, if you please. Clifton, Gloucestershire, December 1808. Another bedroom, another bed, with another still figure stretched on it, arms crossed on breast, eyes staring sightlessly at the ceiling. But this is no old woman paled into a simulacrum of death by illness and debility. She, by the mercy of God and the ministrations of her doctor, still lives. But now Thomas Beddoes Sr., aged only forty-eight and looking as strong and willful as ever he did in life, has leapfrogged his ancient patient into the grave. Two women stand by the bed, one with her face so scored by grief she looks more fit to be laid on a bier than her husband, the other, some years older, with her arm round the wife's waist offering comfort. "'Do not give yourself over so utterly to grief, Anne,' she urges. "'Remember the children.' You must be their strength now, and they will be yours. The children. Yes, the children, says Anne distractedly. They must be told. They must be shown and take their farewells. Not all of them, says the other gently. Let Tom do for all. He is a thoughtful child for his age and will know how best to tell the others. Shall I fetch him now, sister? Please, yes, if you think it best.